This is the Success Culture Podcast. Where we are on a mission to normalize fitness. By bringing it back to the basics. And breaking down barriers. Bing. Hello and welcome back to the Success Culture Podcast. I'm Trainer Grace and I am here with Trainer Tom. And we're both really excited about today's topic because it is one of the things that really differentiates us here at Success. And that is leaning into your individuality when it comes to fitness and just knowing that there are no one size fits all approaches to fitness. And in fact, when you hear that, when you hear that someone has the proven method that is going to work for everyone, run in the opposite direction. It might be a great option potentially, but hopefully you're really taking into account what you want and need from a fitness program when you're starting this journey, because ultimately you want to find something that is sustainable and going to work for you in the long term. Um, so Tom and I are really excited to be here talking about this. Tom, how are you doing today? I am doing quite well. And yeah, this is a topic that I think is very important to discuss within the fitness sphere. And it doesn't get enough attention because it really does seem like when it comes to marketing fitness, there's usually a, a few different things that get the spotlight and it kind of can discourage a lot of people because you'll often think that it is kind of a one size fits all thing. And that can create discouragement when you dive into a certain program or what have you, and you find that you're not enjoying it. You're not getting the results that other people are getting. So yeah, it's very important to understand that just like with most things in life, fitness is very individual. There are of course, like some, I guess, set rules, so to speak. I'm doing finger quotes right now, but <laughs> Again, it's a very individual pursuit, and everybody should strive to find the best way to work out for them. And there's a lot of different ways to go about it, too. So it's like there's so much fun to be had when you're trying to discover your own personal fitness approach. So much fun. Yes. So much fun to be had. Okay, I want to jump right into the biggest culprit in in diluting the individuality of fitness and creating this where we compare ourselves and want to do what this person did and that person did. Um social media when it comes to fitness. So it's bad in, in general life when we compare ourselves to people's lives on social media, um, but definitely painful and problematic potentially when we look at fitness and seeing, oh, hey, so-and-so did this diet or so-and-so did this program. Um, so that's what I want to do. Well, you don't know what so-and-so's fitness level was. You don't know. Um, you might know how old they are. Maybe you don't. You don't know. You only know what they're showing you on social media. You don't know how hard it was. You don't know. Um, what that all entailed. And you don't even know if the results that they're posting on social media are even real. Right. Um, and either way, even if they are, even if it was great for them, that doesn't mean it's going to be great for you. It could be. I don't want to say that it can't be, but I'm saying I don't want you to feel like if you go out and try something that so-and-so did, um, if you don't get the same results, it, it might not be, it's not probably not you. It's just that that wasn't the right fit for you. Okay. And yeah. so we see a lot of people kind of go through these like yo-yo cycles of this program, that program and never creating sustainability. And so they come to us and are like, I just want to be consistent. I just want to do something and just do it forever and not have to think about starting this program and that program. Um, and so deciding to not compare yourself to the stories that you see on social media and the marketing that pops up in your feed on social media can be a great place to start um, in making sure that you don't fall into that trap. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can use social media kind of as a tool to perhaps motivate, inspire, and like gain ideas, I guess. Oh, but yeah. it is, it's going to be important to be literate with social media and just understand like Grace was saying, all the different tricks and things and just how it is, 
you know, fitness is something that is meant to be marketed because it's a business. The fitness industry, it's it's a business. And in order to keep people coming in, you got to be flashy. You got to make big promises. And, you know, obviously you can't always deliver on a lot of these promises, you know, or else we wouldn't be talking about this subject in the first place. <laughs> but you can also look at, it's interesting, you can look at what kind of sparked this, this topic in a, in a lot of ways is the fact that the trainers here at Success kind of all each have their own individual way of approaching their own fitness. Yeah. Like I, like Grace and I, we have similarities with the way we do our stuff, but not the exact same, obviously, but we're all, we're both successful in our own personal fitness. So it's like, why is my approach so different and I get my own success and why is her approach being different than mine, giving her success? Again, it goes back to the fact that it's going to be an individual thing. Like there are some, I don't know everything about what Grace does in her workouts, but perhaps there'd be something that she does that does not jive with the way that I like to work out when my body likes to, you know, like given like the days, the times of days, the specific kinds of workouts, perhaps it doesn't jive with me. It jives with her and she gets the the fun and enjoyment out of it. Maybe I wouldn't get the fun and enjoyment out of it. and Maybe it would discourage me in my fitness journey, you know? So, and then you look at, yeah, the other trainers at the gym, it's like, there's all these little things and then they'll kind of relay that onto their clients and everything. So yeah, just understanding that even amongst us well-trained people, it's like, we're not all the same in, in any stretch of the imagination. Yep, exactly. And we have, we have different goals. Like Tom's yeah. four weeks out from a bodybuilding competition. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm, busy mom with two kids running a business and get my workouts in where I can and try to stay in decent shape. So, you know, just totally different projections of where we're going there. So, so which kind of brings me down to like the, the first thing that I want you to be considering when it's like, okay, well, what should I be doing in my fitness routine? First thing to ask yourself is like, what is your goal? Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, lose this much weight or I want to run a marathon. Sometimes that's it. But maybe it's a process goal. Maybe it's, I just want to be consistent and work out three days a week. Well, perfect. So maybe you're not going to start some sort of crazy six-week challenge where you work out every day, twice a day, because that doesn't even align with your goals. And it's not going to be sustainable long-term. You might do it for the 30 days or six weeks, whatever example I used. And then you might be like, <laughs> that was way too much. I was so sore. I was so tired. I had no time. I can't do this. Well, you can, but you picked a program that didn't really align with your goals. Um, and that's really common. We see people bite off more than they can chew and do so in a way that doesn't even align with their personal goals and interests, which is the next thing, personal interests. So your goals and what you actually enjoy, that would be a great place to start in figuring out what works for you. Not to say that you can't take things from social media. I find a lot of inspiration on social media. I also see a lot of things on social media that I know that I can't physically do. And so that's fun to just watch. But I'm like, cool, good for you. I, I, I can't do the salmon ladder. Um, so um, goals and interests are a great place to start that trajectory of what your fitness regimen may look like. And it's okay. Again, take that inspiration from others. But don't let it dictate. Don't let it drive because that's where we often suddenly end up like in a totally different spot than we meant to with our fitness journey and feeling, as Tom mentioned, just super discouraged. Yeah. And it, it's, it's for me, it's, it's very problematic that when a lot of people look at fitness, they see just these overly lean mm -hmm. bodies that are kind of unrealistically muscled, like going with the leanness thing. They don't, don't usually go hand in hand. And usually there's going to be some performance enhancing drugs in the equation there anyway, going back to the deceptive nature of the fitness industry. But my main point in saying this is 
sure that you can look at fitness in the sense of like the most, I guess, ideal sort of body composition, let's say, like somebody with a very lean muscled body, but that's not all that fitness is. Like for me personally, Amen. I'm- Amen, hallelujah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm very happy if any given person takes it upon themselves to go for, you know, a good walk every day and perhaps have a nice little stretching routine. Like that to me, you can be a perfectly fit and healthy person, you know, leaning into those approaches. You don't have to be, you know, bodybuilding. You don't have to be powerlifting. You don't have to be a marathon runner or anything of, of the sort. You know, you can, fitness comes in so many different shapes and sizes as people come in many diff different shapes and sizes, which brings me to the point of the principle of individuality which, I mean, I know we've said individual like so many times in this in this podcast so far, so I apologize for so the redundancy. Is anyone have a counter going? counting now. <laughs> but essentially, the, the principle of individuality is, you know, it's no two people are necessarily going to have the same success on any given program. You know, things like uh, age, gender, body type, even like your the length of your limbs, all these things can influence how you're going to respond to any given, any given program. So yeah, like looking at if you have a bunch of like, you know, well-trained athletes, even you put them on the same protocol, like some might gain more strength than others because the approach was very specific and ended up catering more to this person's genetics or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and your, your fitness level, like Tom, I love the comparison you made to like someone that just stretches and goes for a walk every day. And then there's you know, bodybuilding, powerlifting. I think sometimes we just see these really intense, dramatic things and they inspire us and the marketing is designed to inspire us. And that feeling is great of inspiration, but the feeling that's not great is attempting those things and realizing that you're not at that level and then feeling discouraged. So along with your goals and your personal interests, yeah, that, that fitness level is so key to take into consideration when you're starting out and be patient with yourself, be kind with yourself. Um, because some of us are starting out after having many years off or maybe going through a surgery or some traumatic event in our life. And, you know, what's important is that you get started and do so in a way that you're going to be able to sustain long term. But mm -hmm. absolutely, Tom, like there are just so many factors that go into the results that you get from a given program. Um, and actually, to backtrack, when Tom was talking about uh, how like even we train so differently between the two of us and also Tom and I both train differently than a lot of the other trainers in the gym. Mm -hmm. Everyone has different goals. Everyone has different bodies, but I'll also go a step further with that. I train different than some of my clients Yeah, because mm -hmm. maybe my clients only work out two days a week, depending on where they're at. Right. Maybe my clients are um, six months pregnant. Maybe, you know, everybody's in a completely different state. So there just is not a single cookie cutter approach to anyone, nor should there be. No, not at all. No. Um, and finding the stuff that works for you, that matches your fitness level and allows you to uh, systematically progress over time is what is going to be sustainable. That's what you're going to be able to do the long term. And finding things you enjoy doing is what's going to make you adhere to the program and look forward to doing it. Um, so it doesn't even have to be lifting weights. I mean, no. I suggest it because sure. getting that overload is important for joint health in the long term and fighting a lot of um, age-related atrophy and um, loss of bone density, but that's a topic for another time. Yes. So I do recommend doing some sort of resistance training. However, if you love playing tennis, go play tennis. Exactly. You love Just playing move. pickleball, go play pickleball. Like, 
it, it is whatever is going to allow you to stick with it for the long term. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's as simple as like it's it's not literally as simple as this necessarily, but it's as simple as m just move. You know, mm. fitness is about moving your body, and like your body, it wants to move. Like clearly, we have all all these articulating appendages all over our body. Like we we're not meant to just sit in a chair. We're meant to move. And something that I really want to lean into here, along with the individuality thing, is Grace mentioned it. I think I might have mentioned it too, but is just sustainability. Like if, if yeah. you're, if what you're doing is not going to be sustainable and, th and I, that goes for both your fitness and your diet, cause those kind yeah. of go hand in hand as well. If it's not going to be sustainable, if you're doing this for, well, okay, it's kind of interesting because right now, like Grace mentioned, I'm in prep for a bodybuilding show. So what I'm doing, <laughs> it's, it's not sustainable. I'm doing it for an end date, which is not something I encourage in general. Like a lot of people have like, oh, for this wedding, I want to lose this weight or whatever. And it's like, that's fine, I guess, but ultimately you should always strive if you have a fitness and nutrition goal of sorts, you want to make sure it's going to be sustainable because otherwise, what is the point? Like, I'm, It actually frustrates me a lot because a lot of people, when they're starting off something, they, they don't really look down the road. They're looking like, I want this thing as soon as possible. I don't really, I mean, I, I care how, how I get there in the sense that I don't want to work too hard. But also, like, I just, I want it now. And yeah. that's that's very problematic. That's not yeah. going to be sustainable. And we want fitness to be sustainable. That's yeah. a big part of the point of getting into any sort of routine. Yep. Exactly. Man, That that's a really tough one because people do get really motivated for things like that. And, and they can get so motivated that they will just hit tremendous goals in a short period of time. Yeah. Like, but... Um, but then that's where we run into that yo-yo effect and where mm -hmm. people are losing a bunch of weight and then they put on more weight and then more weight after that. Um, so, and I do want to actually just give Tom some credit, like, even though I kind of laughed because we're talking about this and he's doing this like short term goal thing, but, but this is within his already sustainable, consistent training protocol that sure. he's had for years. Sure. So, you know, and I think we'll see a lot of people do that where it's like, you know, they've been training, they're strong, they're fit. Um, but they're like, you know, okay, I'm into my regular routine. They have all their habits established. And then they're like, well, now I want to run a half marathon. Cool. Okay. Let's train for that. But that, and that is not sustainable, but it also doesn't have to be because we're, we have this end goal. Right. Um, and so, you know, end goals like that are great to have, but when we're talking about sustainable, it's like, after you reach that goal, what are you going back to? And making sure that you have some sort of a foundation already set that is sustainable for you, that works with your lifestyle, that you know really well, like you could almost do um, with your eyes closed. And that if you don't do, you feel almost like just, you don't feel good. You're like, something's missing. I need to go do my walk or I need to go, mm -hmm. um, I need to go ride my bike for 20 minutes or I need to go lift my weights, whatever it is. I need to go do my yoga class. Find those things that just become so ingrained in you yes. that you can't not do them. Right. Okay. And then once you have that foundation set, um, then yeah, it's really fun to be like, you know what? I want to do a bodybuilding competition. Cool. Cause you already got the foundation set. Yes. You work towards this goal for a short time and then you go back to your foundation, which is going to keep you healthy fit for the long run. And yes, yes. Having a foundation is going to be huge to adherence. It's like you don't want to dive into the, I guess, the super specifics of like, yeah, the bodybuilding or this or that. It's like perhaps have like maybe a goal like 
down the line to get into these sort of things, but really just having a foundation. Like here at Success, like we we want to normalize fitness. We want these to be like normal parts of your life. Like fitness is not a chore. It's something that every day there should be something that excites you about getting to move your body in a certain way mm-hmm. and just understanding the benefit and how that's going to make you feel better. You could even motivate other people along the way and just create a, a happy, healthy society. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I have always said ever since I became a trainer and then um, becoming part owner of the gym just enhanced it even more is like the vision and what I see and when I will stop training and move to another career path is when fitness is as habitual as brushing your teeth. Like you just, you have to do it. You feel kind of gross when you don't do it. I don't want you to feel gross, but you know what I mean? When you forgot to brush your teeth and you leave in a busy, busy panic one day and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't brush my teeth. Like if you get to the end of your day and you didn't work out or do something physical, like move your body. If you were kind of just a slug all day, I want you to feel that. I want to be like, Oh my God. Oh, I can't believe I didn't take care of my glorious body today. Okay. I love that analogy. So. Teeth brushing analogy. That's really good. Thanks. Thanks. I like that one. I I see it. Like it can happen, you guys. And it should because like heart disease is still the leading cause of death. Yeah. It's the leading cause of death. Let that sink in. And what? Worldwide. The leading cause of preventable death. Preventable is key. Very key word. It's not just like, oh, it's going to come and get you and like you can work out and that might help. It's like it'll more than likely help quite a bit yeah it can be the difference it can be the difference like i've seen it with clients like they're gonna have to go on certain medications and now they don't anymore because they're working out it's like that's beautiful to me that's that's what we're trying to do that's what we're trying to do absolutely beautiful and and, you know i feel so bad for medical professionals right now and and like um just general care mds because i know i know they're telling people to work out i know they are and i i know they're exhausted of telling people to work out people not listening so work out, but let's find a way that works for you, okay? Um, so I already talked about the first few steps. So find out what your goals are, what are you trying to accomplish, or what would your process goal be? Process doesn't have an end date. It's a, I want to work out three times a week. I want to walk 10 miles a week. I want to get 8,000 steps in a day. It's it's things like that, right? Yeah. Sometimes it has a weight, a weight component or a body composition component. Again, Goals are endless. Goals are personal as well, right? So step one, find out what your goals are. Step two, kind of take an assessment of what your general interests are so that you can put these things together now that you have goals and interests. That's enough to really get you started. Um, Then um, not biting off more than you can chew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get get professional guidance if you're not sure of what to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And watch out for social media. That's not necessarily the professional guidance you always need sometimes you need to actually like go to a trainer or whatever you know you can't just rely on social media because we already touched on how that muddies the waters a bit so yeah let me segue on that actually i just one example of something that you'll see on social media a lot is challenges mm-hmm. and there there's this 30-day plank challenge that goes around there's a lot of different 30-day core challenge 30-day squat challenge this and that that's great i love fitness i love i love 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 people being active and challenging themselves however um, I've had people who were, I were not super conditioned for that and came to me after they'd done it and were like, I did this plank challenge and it, it works you up to like a 10 minute plank by the end of the month. 
okay, super cool. However, if you're doing no other core work and not a lot of other work, and if no one is watching your plank oh, and God. you've never checked to see how your plank looks and don't know if you're doing it correctly, yeah. Tom already is figuring out where this probably led to, like horrific back problems, yeah. low back problems. Yep, because if we're not doing our plank properly, that can happen. Um, squats, same thing. There's a squat challenge where you work up to doing like, I don't know, however many hundred of squats, hundreds <laughs> of squats by the end of the month. If you're not doing your squats properly, as great as it is that you're being active and, and getting some exercise in, um, improper squat pattern, um, can really cause havoc, wreak havoc on the knees, on the hips, sometimes on the ankles, sometimes on the back. So just be mindful of those things. And if you don't feel confident in your, um, ability to perform them with some sort of um, accuracy, then definitely consult a professional. Um, or even using a mirror at home can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we talked mm -hmm. about interests, we talked about goals, we talked about reach out for help if you need it. Um, another thing that is really helpful, sorry, now we're getting into what are the, Tom mentioned at the very beginning, what are the like, there's a few things that are kind of universal that everyone should apply, right? But outside of these, like, go for it, okay? Do whatever works for you. But the next one I would say that we kind of recommend to everybody, mind mind you, this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with their actual programming. It's just habits. So is tracking. Track what you're uh -huh. doing. This helps a lot with adherence uh -huh. because you can see the progress. Maybe it's like, oh, this day I did, um, you know, five push-ups. I walked a mile and I did a 20-second plank and I was dying and then, you know, three weeks later, you look and you're like, oh my gosh, I did like quadruple that and I could still do more. So tracking what you're doing is really helpful for ensuring progress mm -hmm. um, and continuing to have that motivation and know that you are getting somewhere, um, which sometimes when we're doing a, a long-term lifelong plan like this, people will get frustrated and be like, oh, why do I keep doing this? Um you know, they, they feel good when they're doing it, but it's hard. It's not like going to the spa, right? Like it should be, you should love going to the gym as much as you love going to the spa. Uh, yeah, I agree. I love it a lot more, but yeah, yeah. when you're first starting out, it's not always going to feel that way. No. Um, you're really going to have to remind yourself why you're doing it and what you're doing. Um, and look for those things that help you feel really good and seeing that progress can sometimes be that thing. So, right. And I feel like Using me as an example, I'm kind of lucky because I got into fitness. This is gonna sound weird, but I got into fitness kind of for the wrong reasons. It was <laughs> large, largely aesthetics, body composition based, trying to get girls, whatever. So like that was a fine way for me to dip my toes in. But for a lot of people, there is gonna be, you know, an adjustment period. You can't expect you're gonna start a workout program and you're just gonna love it and you're gonna feel great immediately. Like there's yeah, you're gonna it's gonna take some time to understand what this is doing for your body, you know, how the endorphins are coming into play. So give it a chance, like give, give whatever protocol you're approaching, give it a chance and not to overwhelm anybody. But what's so beautiful about fitness is there's so many different things you can do. Like going back to earlier, I said, like, even if any given person was just taking it upon themselves to go for regular walks and perhaps have a nice little stretching protocol to go along with that to make sure their body stays you know, flexible and mobile to go along with the walks. That to me is beautiful. I mean, there's always more you can do, but that's going to make you so much better than you would be otherwise. Like that, can, that can be the difference between life and death, to be honest. Literally. Literally. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I kind of want to talk through like just some examples of how different, like just some, not naming names, but just some case studies, like who we've worked with and how their programs are different from ours or different from other clients. And then, and maybe different from you who's listening. So you can get an idea of like, oh, oh, that's okay. That might be what I'm doing. Yeah, that might be what you're doing. Um, and that might be enough for now. And then also talking about like some of our clients that we've had longer, like how their programs have changed. Like once they reach one goal and are kind of like, oh, now I got this pattern, then what do they add to it? Right. Um, so one that comes to mind for me is a client who originally started because she um, had arthritis in both knees. She knew she was going to need a double knee replacement. And her surgeon said, you need to get to this certain point of strength before you are able to have the knee replacement. So she starts working out. Great. Gets that strength level. Great. Has the knee surgeries. Great. Then has to do post-op care. And after she finishes her PT, they say, you need to go back to your personal trainer and maintain this strength. You need to keep that strength going because otherwise she wasn't going to work out. And that was going to make her, um, it was going to just compromise the integrity of her new replacement joints. So she had to stay active. And she did. Um, so very different goals and obviously very different than how I'm training, very different than how Tom's training. And this is someone who at, let's see, it was about in her fifties had never really worked out in her life and then had to start weight training. Um, got to start weight training, I should say, and, and now still consistently does it, uh, almost 30 years later. So, um, then that's an individual who also now fast forward 30 years. I haven't worked with her 30 years, but <laughs> she's been training for 30 years. And, um, so now she's going on an Alaskan cruise. Um, she recently had an injury and has been rehabbing that. And now has that added motivation. Ooh, I'm going on this cruise and I'm still rehabbing this injury. So we need to, um, get me up to strength, get me walking more. So now we're doing a lot more walking. We're still doing strength training as well in rehab, but getting more walking in so that when she's on that cruise, she's going to feel strong, balance. We're doing more balance training for being on the ship, things like that. Um, so very different timeline of goals and very different from how myself trains, Tom trains, and maybe how you, listener, are training. Oh, absolutely. But perfect, perfect for that client. So Right, and I had a client come in who had goals that were a lot more related to making her a better hiker like better with like just dealing with walking in that way. So a lot of our training revolved around that to begin with, but then over time she became more interested in incorporating more weightlifting stuff. And she's like thinking, Oh, I kind of want to change my body composition in this way. And when it comes to how I deal with my clients deal, what sounds bad, but you know what I mean? When I work with my clients is I, mm -hmm. I, I, I use myself and like how I work out is kind of a base, but then I consider the, the individual client based on what I know about them coming into it. And then as I go along, I kind of make adjustments because I never want clients doing exercises, for example, that they really don't enjoy. I'm never going to, I always want people to give an exercise a chance. I'm not just going to throw it out immediately, but I'm big into making sure that the exercises are something that they get at least a little bit excited about. And it's not something that they're going to grow to resent because that's another thing about mm, yeah. the sustainability, the individuality is like, you don't want to breed resentment towards fitness. We want this to be sustainable. And enjoyable. And enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that comes to mind is a client who originally started working with me because she had had a really traumatic birth experience. And um, for all those moms out there, you know what it can be like coming back after having a baby. 
And especially when you've had a pretty traumatic one. And so like, she couldn't even walk up and down the stairs rehabbing after that, um, that delivery. So we started working together and got her super strong, feeling great. Cool. Okay. So then after we got her feeling good and strong, now she wanted to sustain it and stay. She, you know, she didn't really want to lose weight. She didn't want to get too gung ho. Didn't want me really bugging her about her nutrition because we as trainers will do that. She just was like, Grace, I just want to work out. Just let me work out and eat my donuts and let's all be good. Okay. <laughs> um, and then got pregnant again. So now we're kind of taking more of a, a stay healthy for the pregnancy approach, right? Then had the baby. Not as much rehab needed that time because she went into it really strong. Okay, then had another um, pretty traumatic health concern come up that required surgery and required substantial weight loss. Then it turned into, ooh, gung-ho, 100% on board with the nutrition. I actually had her working with one of our nutrition coaches, um, as well as training with me, dropped a ton of weight so she could have the surgery. And then now is pregnant again. So let's just talk about that lifespan of that client. Like right there, super personalized, tons of different goals and approaches to her fitness routine. Um, so yeah, in case we haven't hit the nail on the head enough <laughs> yet, uh, I hope that's enough. Well, do you want, do you have another case study? You have any, anyone, any other examples you want to throw out there? Oh. We have just a couple minutes. Tom has to teach a class in five minutes. That's... So we're going to wrap up. Okay. We're getting there. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, nothing that comes to mind that I could probably get out quick enough. So yeah, that I think that the examples you gave are great. And my one example, I think will will do. All right. So yes, you guys, it's all personal. Um, don't get discouraged if you try something that someone else tried and it doesn't work for you. And if you have questions, please reach out to us. We're always willing to have a phone call or have you come in for a quick consult and just give you some guidance. So Thank you so much for listening. You can reach us at info at successfitnessmn.com or www.successfitnessandtraining.com. We really look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. And whatever you do, go get moving. All get right? Moving. Get moving. You're worth it. It's enjoyable. You'll see. All right. Have a good one. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye-bye.